0: Hello and welcome to The Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio. I left my corporate job and became a full-time entrepreneur in just four months, and now I'm on a mission to help you do the same, to help you overcome perfectionism and build a profitable online business. This show is all about giving you the no-fluff takes on what's actually holding you back in your entrepreneurial journey and how to overcome it so that you too can confidently show up, sell out, and stand out online. Every episode is designed to give you a deeper understanding into the different aspects of entrepreneurship, business strategy, and mindset work, and include actionable tips that you can apply to start building your business today. So with that, let's dive into this week's episode. Enjoy. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Mindset Edit Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio, and thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. I am so excited to share this week's episode with you guys. I sat down with sales mindset coach and friend of mine, Chof, who is a sales and mindset coach for female entrepreneurs who are looking to master sales inside of their business. I am so excited to share this episode with you because Chof is really a master at what she does. She knows sales inside and out from both a mindset and psychology standpoint and a tactical strategical standpoint as well. And so I was just so grateful to be able to sit down and talk to her about sales and how to start mastering sales inside of your business, right? Because I know that that is something that so many of us struggle with, right? This fear of being salesy and not wanting to come off pushy and what happens if you show up and people aren't buying and all of the things. And what I love about Toph is that she keeps it real and I know that you guys are going to appreciate that as well, and I can talk for hours and hours and go on about how much I love her, but I don't want to spend too long on this intro, so we're going to jump into it. The only thing I'll say before we dive in is that if you guys are interested, make sure to stay until the end because there is a limited time offer for listeners of the Mindset Edit podcast who listen to this. It will be within basically 48 hours of when this episode drops for you guys to work one-on-one with Chof if that's something you're interested in. So definitely if you're interested, stay tuned to the end of the episode for the details on that. But again, this conversation was amazing. There was so much value packed into it. It was such a great conversation. I love talking with Chof as always, and I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. With that, enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Chof. How are you doing? I'm so good, Victoria. How are you? I'm so excited uh, to be here. I am so excited to have you here, guys. When I reached out to Tope, I was like, you need to get on the podcast because she is the queen of Instagram story selling. And not only is she just great at what she does, but she keeps it real, which I love. And if you're a fan of this podcast, I know that you love and appreciate as well. And so I just thought she would be the perfect person to come on and share her story and her tips and talk about a lot of the things that I know comes up with you guys that I've talked to many of you about in the DMs in terms of you know this fear of showing up online and selling your product and what are people going to think about you and what if you get on your stories and you work up the courage to pitch your product or service or just even talk about you know, what you want to talk about. And then you get crickets and, you know, all of the mindset stuff that comes along with being an entrepreneur or building an online brand and business. And, you know, especially with, it's scary for anyone, but I think, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you definitely struggle with perfectionism and the perfectionist tendencies are heightened with entrepreneurship and they're especially heightened with the sales process. And so, that's why I'm just so excited to dive in today. So if you don't mind, you know, for those listeners who don't know who you are, do you want to give a brief background on you and your story and how you got to where you are today?
1: Yeah, I will try to keep this as brief as possible and pertinent. So, uh, I'm Chope, I'm a sales and mindset coach. Um, I started my business because I was a grad school reject. (laughs) So I went to university, studied psychology for five years. Plan was master's, PhD, get a steady nine to five job. All of that went to crap when all I got was rejection letters. So um, that spurred uh, my motivation and desire to start my own business. Um, The first go at it was a royal fail. We made no money invested $20,000 and I was 18 months into my business. Um, and after doing a lot of mindset work, a lot of reflection, um, I found a new niche and I pivoted and here we are in a completely different place a year later.
0: Yeah. We, I actually want to dig into that because I think what you talked about was so important and not spoken about enough where you said I invested $20,000 and had nothing to show for it. And I want to talk about that because I think so many people have that experience, but not that many people are articulating it. And so I just want to dig into how you felt about that. Like, right. Like me, cause maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I have also invested hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, and I have nothing to show for it. And I feel like a failure. And why should I keep going? Why should I buy another course or do another thing, clearly I'm not good enough. Like I know those thoughts run through your head because I've had very similar thoughts. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, For the people that do follow me, they know that this is something I talk about almost every other day. it's like my tagline at this point. It's like 18 months into my business, 20K invested and zero in sales. And I'm very forthcoming about this because people need to realize the realities of entrepreneurship, right? That you are going to invest a crap ton of money. You're going to see nothing in return. You're going to have a lot of failures and setbacks until you don't, right? And you just never know when that tipping point is going to be. And um, for me, I just remember getting to the really pivotal point of my journey was when I looked at okay. I've invested $20,000 into these business coaches, into these business strategies. These people are getting results. They're getting the 5k launches. They're getting booked out. They're getting all the things that I want. What's happening? What, where's the gap, right? And I just, you know, put my ego aside and recognize that it was me. It was my mindset. I am the common denominator between all of those experiences, Right. And that's when I realized, okay, it's the lack of a good mindset, right? The lack of confidence, the lack of lack of belief in myself that then just changed the trajectory of the work I did internally that then, you know, translated into my business.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, And I love the, I talk about this a lot on the podcast, which is self-awareness versus judgment. Like, I love that you looked at this and you're just, what's happening here, right? And, you know, I am the common denominator and that's ownership and self-awareness, which is key in entrepreneurship, right? Because a lot of people, you know, ignorance is bliss and you could have just kept investing and not taken a step back to figure out what, you know, what it actually was. So I think that's so important. And I know this is what you talk about all the time. This is what you do for a living now, but do you mind going a little bit into detail and what, what what was the change, right? Because for you, those of you who don't know, like Tofa is booked out. Like she's booked out of her one-on-one. She has group coaching that's booked out. She now is starting a new uh, course called Instagram Story Selling, which we'll get into later, right? But she's booked out, right? So how, what was it, right? I know you said you're the common denominator. It's mindset, it's confidence. But what really changed between I'm 20K in debt with nothing to show for my business. And now I'm fully booked, doing what I love?
1: I think um, if I could pinpoint it to like one thing and make it really simple and digestible, it would be that not only recognizing the mindset that I had, that I lacked the confidence and the belief, but taking full responsibility and ownership for the fact that if I don't believe in what I'm selling, if I don't believe in my offer who the is gonna buy? Like how am I supposed to sell something that I don't even believe in, right? And so that's where the incongruence was. I was like, oh, duh. You know, in retrospect, right? Hindsight 2020. But that, like if I could just put it in like one little nugget, that would be it.
0: You guys can't see me. I'm like silently like screaming and cheering because this is so... So true. Right. And I know, especially with perfectionists, right, we are deeply insecure and we're people pleasers and we want people to love our coaching services or whatever services you offer. And we're so afraid that we're going to let someone down, especially for something. paid. that's another aspect I definitely want to go into with you. Right. Because I find that perfectionists are worried about just a value exchange, even without money, let alone when it's time to actually exchange that value, right? And it's almost like it's backwards thinking in a way where we want other people to like our product or service, and then we're going to gain the confidence. But in reality, it's exactly what you said. If you're not 110% behind your product and the pricing of your product, right? No one's going to buy. I have just had this conversation with a client of mine because we're talking about pricing, what to price at. And if guys, if you cannot fully, if there's even a 1% of you that thinks mm, this isn't worth it, maybe this is too expensive. It's not that good. I don't know if I can deliver it. There's like a six cents every client has and they're not going to invest with you. And I just think that's so important.
1: I couldn't agree more, Victoria. Like, and this is one of the biggest things I've learned in my sales experience, which I think, kind of ties to what you're saying is that when you don't have that, you know, that confidence, that belief, that conviction, that self-trust in your offer, it doesn't matter what the price point is. You could be selling something for freaking $99 and still struggle just as hard, um, to sell something that is 5,000, right. Or vice versa. Like you, if you have that conviction, that confidence, that belief, and that self-trust in your offer, right. You can sell, a six thousand dollar package, and it might be the easiest sale you've ever made.
0: Yeah, and for context, guys, just to like keep it real, like in my journey, a while ago, maybe some of you guys were following it, maybe some of you guys bought it, but a while ago, I I sold an EFT tapping mini course for perfectionists called Tapping Out Perfectionist Perfectionism. I priced it at thirty seven dollars, and I was so insecure about it. I was like, Oh my god, what if everyone thinks this is the biggest waste of their money? blah 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 and then I was so nervous and I sold a couple but I didn't sell that much I took it off the market because I was so insecure about it like and looking back I'm like laughing at all the value I put into this product that was 37 dollars, and now I sell coaching that's multiple four figures and half the time people are just in my dms ready to sign up and it's because of the work and the mindset. Obviously, you have to have a good product to back it up, but that's a, it's just so true. I just wanted to share that example, guys. It's so real. Like I struggled more to sell a thirty-seven dollar product than my multiple four-figure coaching package. I
1: like I just have goosebumps because this is just such a common myth um, in sales that you, you think it's easier to sell low ticket. You think it's easier, and I remember first starting out. You know, I was charging my one-on-one clients a hundred dollars a session. Yeah. And now uh, my clients are, you know, 6K clients and this sale is so much easier than that $100 one-off transactional, um, sale.
0: Yeah. What do you think helped you have the confidence in your, in your service?
1: Oh, this is a loaded question. <laughs> Where do we even begin?
0: Um,
1: how do I get the confidence? Um, I mean, the first thing I want to acknowledge is confidence comes from doing and constantly putting yourself out there, right? I think that often people get caught up in, let me build the confidence, and then I'm going to go and do the thing let me feel confident in this and then I'll put it out there. And it confidence isn't built that way, right? Not when we're sitting here hypothesizing about all of the what ifs and the scenarios, we're just having these conversations in our head. We're not building the confidence, right? Confidence comes from competence and from doing. Mm -hmm. So um, I mean, it's, that's not the fun truth of it. Um, It's not a quick Fix, it's not a bandied solution. It's a matter of just consistently doing the thing that makes you feel uncomfortable until it's comfortable.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think really the connecting the dots because perfectionists want to we want everything to be perfect before we start so that we can't fail. And we obviously that that's just impossible, but somehow that's just (laughs) the mindset we have, right? And we we you can't think your way into clarity and i know that's so much easier said than done but guys if you listen to this podcast you know i tried to think my way into clarity for years not going to happen clarity or confidence comes from clarity clarity comes from action and you have to just make the mistakes and do it imperfectly in order to get there and it, it yeah it's not pretty it's not the most fun thing exactly like you said um but yeah i think that's really great advice
1: i think just to add on as well victoria like I am a recovering perfectionist for sure. And that planner and that like, let me make sure I have everything covered before I go and do the thing. And this is where a lot of people get stuck because they just want to plan and they just want to prepare and they want to be set up for success that by the time it actually comes to doing the thing, they're exhausted. They've spent all of their energy planning and preparing that now to take action. They don't have the energy to do so.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good point as well. We overthink ourselves into exhaustion and then you're defeated and tired by the time you actually have to do the meaningful work. And that's why if you're listening to this, maybe you feel like I'm working on my business and I have nothing to show for it. It's because you're, you're working on things that aren't moving the needle because your work, I'm putting air quotes, Is you just overthinking yourself and doing the things that aren't going to move the needle in your business, which is doing things like showing up and selling your offer, which is very, very hard and very scary. And that's one thing I would love to hear your advice on, because this is something I talk to people about every day, I get questions on, which is this fear of being salesy, because I think we've all had the experience of someone. Sliding into our DMs and it's super slimy. And you know, they're like, "Hey, Victoria, you know, how about you'd be the perfect fit for my twenty thousand dollar program? Like, here's the link to sign up." And it's like, I've never met you. You don't even know me or my business, and yet it, it just feels so awkward. And so what's now happening is everyone's trying to go the complete opposite way. They're overcorrecting because they don't want to come off as this salesy person, right? And so with your clients, when you work with them, how do you help them through this fear of becoming salesy? Because I find that people are so just, like I said, don't want to come off as salesy that they won't sell, which is obviously an issue for your business.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and what you had mentioned, Victoria, around um, you know the, the negative connotations that come with the word sales or selling, right? It's very fueled with emotion. And it's often based on previous experiences that we've had, right? So we've had this negative experience. We've had this super salesy, pushy, whatever. And then we just generalize that all selling or all sales transactions is going to look like that. And it's so interesting to me because when I talk to my clients about this, and this is a huge piece of their resistance to selling, I ask them, I say like, are you uh, a cold and pushy person? No. Okay. Do you genuinely care about who you serve? Yes. Do you genuinely believe in your offer? Yes. So why do you think that you are going to be cold and pushy and salesy and, and disingenuous and all of those things when we just talked about how you're completely 360? I
0: love that. I never thought about it like that. And like that's
1: just the first piece, right? It's it's like for some reason we just like think that we're gonna become this evil salesperson that is just like greedy and wants money when that's nothing in our repertoire at all.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also just we're afraid people will perceive us as that, right? With the perfectionist, you you're so afraid of what others think, and you crave that external validation. You don't want to do anything that would put that at risk, right? And so I think another thing to think about too is when you're buying something, not the cold, slimy people, but like when your clients buy with you, did they feel like you were being cold or pushy or were they excited to buy? Because they're like, yes, I need help with this. And I'm so excited to sign up for your program because I know that you can help me and I'm so excited. Please take my money. And it doesn't feel like that awkward exchange. So if you're sitting here and you're so afraid of, of this which is valid and I understand like like Chof said like are you that type of person no I know you're not if you're listening to this podcast and then B think about the times that you've invested or bought something that you were genuinely excited about did you feel like it was this weird selling situation or were you excited to pay for something because you genuinely wanted it you genuinely wanted that shirt that's going to make you feel confident you genuinely wanted to in that coach that you know can help change your life or business and think about it from that perspective as well
1: i couldn't agree more i tell my clients this all the time i say think about the conversations we've had did you at any point feel like i was pushing you or that i just wanted the sale and they're like no i i made the decision on my own you know and i think really reframing how we view selling for me this is something that is really important to help remove that negative connotation around being salesy and I view selling as the vehicle for me to connect with my people the people that need my work I love and that. like selling for me is equivalent to serving So when I serve my people and I'm serving with my expertise and the thing that I'm good at, right. I'm serving them. And in return, I get a sale. It's a mutual exchange.
0: Yeah. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the confidence, right? Because you are confident in your product or service. I think when people are afraid of sales, there's a piece of them yet that that still doesn't believe in themselves and their product or service. So deep down, subconsciously, maybe even they feel like they're just taking, taking the money. And that's what also makes it feel uncomfortable. But when you have a product or service that you are truly 110% behind, you don't feel bad taking money because you know the value that you're bringing and the value that you're bringing is more than likely worth way more than the price that you're charging. Right. And so I think that's a big piece of it too, is in order to I completely agree where you need to start looking at selling as serving because that's exactly what it is, but I don't think you can do that until you 110% can stand behind your product and service.
1: Mm -hmm. And to just add to that, Victoria, so I'm sure like some of your listeners and people I know for sure are like, well, how can I be confident in my offer if maybe I've never worked with anyone? right? And that was definitely where I was in the beginning. And that's when I realized how important the internal work was, the mindset work, building my own belief in myself, just as an individual, completely separate from my business, right? Building that self-trust, that confidence, all of that begins with me. And that will permeate to your offer. If you even have it like it doesn't matter if you haven't worked with anyone, right? You have the lived experience, the expertise, because that's why you're in business. And that's, it just ripples out. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. And then when you start to get clients, your confidence gains because you're finding more proof in the world that you are good at this. And if you guys are listening and really, really struggling with this, I agree that it it's all mindset, but a tactical thing you can do while you still have to do the inner work to build the confidence in yourself is to take on beta clients. And that doesn't mean you have to offer them, you know, your full three month package or whatever it is. You can take on a beta client, do a single session, do a month session, whatever in exchange, for example, a testimonial or just practice. And then you're going to practice with them. It's going to be so low barrier to entry because even if you're the worst ever, which you're not going to be, it's free, right? But then having that confidence will help facilitate some of that initial mindset work that can be the hardest to get through. And then it'll trickle down positively from there.
1: Mm -hmm. I absolutely support that. I started with beta clients too, when I made a pivot in my business. And I mean, you know, it's not like there's no pressure because there is still pressure. And as a perfectionist, you want to deliver. You want to over-deliver, right? So just keeping that in mind and knowing that you are going to serve your clients to the best of your ability. And regardless of whether or not they are making like a financial investment into your beta offer, your work or your coaching, their time and energy is just as equally valuable.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. One other thing I wanted to talk to you about is selling expectations, right? I think a lot of people, including myself, especially at the beginning, get discouraged when you finally work up the courage. You're like, okay, I did the thing. I did the mindset work. I have this offer and I'm so confident in it. And I did my beta clients and I just feel so good. I know I'm ready to change the world. You get on Instagram or whatever your platform is, and then you're like, hey, guys. I have you know five spots open in my one-on-one coaching uh you know package DM me if you want in and then crickets right and then you're terrified cuz you're like oh my god i just sold no one's interested and then maybe you work up the courage to do it again a second time and it's still crickets and then you're like oh my god i'm awful this is so embarrassing no one wants my product or service blah 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 can we just like talk about <laughs> that whole cycle, because I know it happens to every single individual. I know it happened to me. I know it happens to everyone else. And I just want to normalize that and just get your, your thoughts on all of it.
1: I have so many thoughts on this (laughs) (laughs) because this is where so many people get stuck and this is where they lose steam and then they give up and they give up prematurely. Right. So the first thing I want to tackle is just the, logical, straight up facts around selling. Okay. So people need a minimum of 20. Now it's like gone up significantly since, you know, we're bombarded by so many messages on all the various platforms, but people need a minimum of 20 exposures or impressions to whatever the thing is before they strongly consider buying it.
0: I didn't. I see I heard the earlier stats before they updated which was I think like around 11. Yeah, so it was
1: 11, so as of 2020 it's 20 now.
0: So let's just take a step back because I'm processing this with you guys, right? If you need 20 exposures before they even strongly consider this isn't even a yes. That means you have to pitch 20 times. So 20 days. So two thirds of a month, more or less before someone even strongly considers it. And that's just a fact and a statistic that has nothing to do with you, your product, your service. And I think that's really freeing and empowering.
1: And just straight up facts, like this is, this is a fact, right? So let's remove the emotion and the ego around this, right? This is across the board for everyone. And then if you want to layer just like a cherry on top of this, right your your prospects your community your audience they're seeing about 10 to 15% of your content so let's say you pitch 20 days straight they're only going to probably see maybe two to four of those pitches unless they're like your religious like avid every single day binge consumers
0: yeah It really puts it into perspective in terms of expectation and reality, especially guys for the people starting out, because I think a lot of people see these bigger names in the industry who just decide to open up their coaching one day. They're like, I'm doing this thing or dropping a merch line or whatever it is they're doing. And then it sells out, right? Okay. There's always exceptions to the rules. And when you're a huge big name with millions of people, obviously their situation's a little bit different, but having those numbers is, I find it very confident, comforting.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if you're just starting out, you may be hearing this and feeling like it's really daunting, right? You might be like, what the, like how long am I going to have to sell for? Right. And like, I, I, I'm sharing this with you because number one, say like sales and selling is never going to be an overnight success or a situation. It takes time. It's a long-term game. It's a long-term strategy. So if you keep in mind those facts around selling and, and also just, you know, flipping the script and asking yourself, how many times have you heard one pitch and then bought? Probably never. Right. Right right? So why is it that then we, for whatever reason, feel entitled to have that from our people?
0: Yeah, I love that. I always joke with myself when it comes to things like that, and I'll tell myself I'm not a special snowflake. Like I have to, you know, pitch 20 times minimum to one person before they'll strongly, strongly consider it. And so I think that's a really good perspective. And kind of on that note, right? So now we know, all right, I have to show up a lot and consistently, consistently for someone to buy my product or service. And that's just the way it is, right? There's nothing personal. Like you said, take the emotion out of it. However, it's hard not to get in your head about certain things. And so, especially if you're pitching so much, how how do you get through the feeling of I'm just saying the same thing over and over. I must be annoying people. People are tired of hearing the same thing, all of those mindset things that go along with it.
1: So, keeping in mind that, you know, only your viewers only hear or see 10 to 15% of your content, right? They're not watching you every day and hearing the same message. So, keeping that in mind, recognizing that some days your message message is just going to land differently, depending on whatever state that person is. I can't tell you the amount of times I've had like warm to hot leads who are like, I'm like, I'm on the fence. Like, I really want to join you, but blah, 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 whatever objection, money, time objection. And then next thing, you know, I just keep selling. I keep pitching, doing my thing. And then they DM me and they're like, your message today just hit differently. And you just never know how it's going to land. And you have to be consistent.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's almost like like I never really thought about it in terms of it's going to hit them differently depending on what's going on in their life that day, all those other things. And with the consistency, it's kind of like you just have to, I've heard this analogy before, we keep putting pebbles into the water and you don't know which pebble is going to make the whole thing overflow but you just have to kind of keep doing that even if you're putting like the same type of pebble in over and over eventually it's just going to um pop over and so i think that's that's really good insight do you Um, have any oh go on i forgot my train of thought sorry (laughs) you're good i was just gonna say do you have any other tips either from a mindset perspective or a strategy perspective when it comes to showing up on Instagram stories, because you were the queen and I know my audience would be so happy to hear anything that you have to say. Cause I know it's going to be so, so valuable for
1: me. I just want to preface this by saying I was very much in, I'm sure the shoe, like the shoes of all of the people listening now who are like, maybe newer to the business. They're not maybe where they want to be yet. Selling is scary. They don't want to show up on their stories. I was there. Okay. And I understand how daunting it can be and coupling that with a perfectionistic mindset, like, yay, this is amazing. (laughs) So I, what really helped me get over my fears and my blocks around showing up on stories was, the first piece is like taking responsibility inside of my business when it comes to selling. Understanding that if I want to sale, I need to sell, right? I'm not entitled to anybody's time, energy, or money. And it is my job um, to put my work out there. Nobody else is going to sell it for me. So that's just like hard, tough love, truth moment, okay? <laughs> um, the second thing is, relieving yourself of this pressure that you feel you need to show up in a certain way in order to sell. Like when I first started, I was like, you have to be very prim and proper. I need to be professional. You know, I need to like look decent, whatever. And no, it's not that right. Your people need to see you in whatever state that is. You know, people are only going to buy from you if they genu- genuinely can connect with you and feel like they see you as like a human. Like, who is that person behind the business? They need to know that.
0: I think that's so important too, because again, I was just having these conversations with people where we think we have to be perfect. In order to sell or be worthy of having a following or all these things, right? Like, oh, I have to have my hair perfectly done, my makeup all done before I can get on camera and sell. And I can't make it seem like I'm anything less than perfect. Otherwise, people aren't going to want to pay me because why would they pay someone who's not perfect? And I feel like it's actually kind of the it's exactly what you said, where you just need to show up as you and build that connection but also recognizing that people aren't expecting you to be a perfect person, even in any in any aspect, right? Like the fact that, like you've said it yourself, like you're like, I was in $20,000 and had nothing to show with it. I struggled with all of these things. And now you're here. Like you didn't come out and say, hey guys, I'm a sales guru and I've I'm just mastering sales. I've never had a problem with sales. I'm so perfect at sales obviously you it better than that, but do you know what I'm saying? My point being, right? Like that's a connection piece because people are listening to this podcast and they're resonating with that. I know I, I do when I watch her stories all the time and I'm like, yes, like I completely resonate with everything that she's saying. And so I just want to really highlight that because I know the people in my audience and I, this is like, no shade. You guys know that I'm like right here with you guys, but right. Like the feeling that you need to be, perfect to show up. It's just, it's not what matters. And think about who you connect with and why you connect with them. Number one, are they perfect? No. And number two, why do you connect with them? It's not because they're perfect. Because if they were perfect, you wouldn't connect with them. You wouldn't have that deep connection point with them. You Mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to relate to them at all. Right? So I think that's so freaking important.
1: That's what I was just going to emphasize What you just said that Victoria, that Your people cannot relate to you if you're doing all of these things to show up in a certain state, right? And if people can't relate to you, if they don't feel that human connection, if they don't feel like where you are right now is achievable for them or that they can relate to you and see that it's possible for them too, they're not going to buy.
0: Yeah. And also just think about it, guys, like you want someone... Who has been where you are because they can then show you how to get to where they currently are, right? So if that person never struggled with the same things that you did, right, like, clearly I struggle with perfectionism, right? And I used to get advice like, well, just don't care what people would think. Just show and post your stuff on social media. Like, what kind of advice is that for someone who has crippling fear of failure and fear of judgment? It doesn't work. So the fact that you have struggled with these things, even if you're still struggling with them, but less, right, gives you the credibility and the knowledge to actually provide a better transformation. So not only are you just going to connect with people more, you're actually going to be a more effective coach or whatever type of product or service that you've built because you know intimately those, about those imperfections and those fears and those doubts and insecurities and all of the things. Mm. So,
1: so true, Victoria. So true. And just if I could drive home one more message around why you just need to show up as you and not this ideal you, you're in business for a reason, right? And I'm sure one of those reasons is to have freedom, to be authentic, to feel in alignment with Whatever it is you feel, right? So you make the rules in your business. You show up the way you want, right? If it means doing your makeup and getting dolled up every day, amazing. If it doesn't, amazing, right? It's your business. And um, we really want to, like, we really want to respect the decision we've made in pursuing entrepreneurship right? It's going to be one of the hardest things you've ever endured, at least for me, it is. And why am I going to go through all this hard stuff if I feel like I need to be a certain type of person in order to do it or put up this facade? I didn't go into business for that reason. I came into business so that I could be free and just be me.
0: Yes, that's so important to remember. I love that so much. Before we head out, talk to me about story selling. I want want to hear about it because I know my audience will hear about it, and guys, like I would not bring someone on this podcast if I did not back them a hundred and ten percent like this I'm not paid to say this i have no one's forcing me to do this, like I asked Chof to be here and talk about this because I believe in her so much, and I know what she does is so impactful, and I know that it can help you guys so much. So I just wanted to make that blatantly clear before we like dive in into all of this, because I know it can help so much. So tell me about it. Tell the people about it. Like, how did you come up with the idea? Who is it for? All the things.
1: First of all, you just asked me all these questions and you almost made me want to cry. So thank you so much for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Okay. Story selling. Uh, This is, oh my gosh, it's just so exciting to be launching this course right now. So I created story selling because it's been a huge running theme with all of my clients from one-on-one to group coaching, just this resistance around story selling, right? And also not even realizing how impactful it is to your business. And for me, I realized that I avoided selling on my stories for the first year and a half in my business too. And at the same time, I wasn't making any money. Is it a coincidence? I don't know. Okay. But when I started showing up on stories consistently, people started connecting with me. DMs. I started getting engagement. I started having conversations. I had people reaching out to me, right? Because I was showing up consistently. So I thought, Oh, Okay, this is really much more powerful than I thought it was. Um, so through you know mastering storytelling now and being able to achieve what I have in my business, going from like I said, twenty k invested zero in sales to now being fully booked out and like across the board, I know that storytelling is a game changer. And I also want. People to realize that story selling can be such a fun way to sell to, right? It, it's not like, I don't know, for me, story selling is fun. Like I get, I get to just be a human. I get people get to see into my life. I get to sell, I get to make money. I get to sign clients. Like this is a freaking win-win situation. Um, so that's why I created story selling. Um, it's my exact step-by-step process to making consistent sales through your stories, um, packed with mindset strategy execution everything that you could possibly want to start selling on your stories and making sales
0: yeah and I know it's awesome because I watched all your stories about it (laughs) because you're right in the middle of launch now um just want to bring this to everyone's attention so we're recording this uh the 12th of November Story Selling the Cart actually closes before this podcast is going to be released. But because Chove is so nice to me um, and because she's so amazing, we're actually going to extend the cart just for you, just for my listeners of the Mindset Edit podcast. If you guys are interested in story selling, you can reach out to me or Chove. All the information is going to be in the show notes. And the cart for you guys specifically will close on November 19th. So if you guys are interested, it's a very quick turnaround from when this podcast is live. And I understand that, but I promise it's worth it. If you guys have any questions, definitely reach out. But I know it's so worth it. And it's also like a no-brainer investment. But I forget the exact price. Is it yeah? Or?
1: Value of story selling is well over a thousand dollars. It's 247 for yeah. story selling it is so freaking packed. I like, it's, it's crazy to me, but I'm so excited about it. And I just, I want everyone to be able to sell in a way that is fun for them and is authentic to them. And there's no pressure, but makes them sales, you know?
0: Yeah. And guys, I feel like we, we spent a lot of the podcast talking about the mindset side of selling, because obviously that's a big thing with this podcast, but Chof is also a master at the strategy of it too. Like she has a whole strategic framework. So I know she mentioned it, but I'm hammering it home for you. It's the mindset and it's the strategy. It's what, because, and again, you've heard me say this 10 million times on this podcast, you need both. You can't have one without the other, either way. It's you need both to be successful. And no matter what area of business or life you're doing right and so this really does have both at this price point remember when you were talking about on your stories i was like it's how much how much this is insane this is like i was like girl raise your price like i know what's in here so if you guys are interested again everything is going to be in the show notes but do not wait if you have questions reach out but you know it's like a two-day turnaround with the cart so get in we're so grateful So for you to have been here to share all your wisdom and knowledge and for you to be generous enough to leave your car open a few extra days for us, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the listeners?
1: Um, well, I just want to first of all say thank you for having me it's been honestly such a pleasure talking to you and we I just instantly like we've connected for a while now and this all just made sense and it's been so so fun and I like just want to thank you for having me here and if there was one nugget that I would want to leave you with, it would be that when we don't sell our offer when we don't sell our work to the people who really need it, we are doing them a disservice. We are robbing them of the opportunity to change their lives, their businesses, whatever.
0: Again, you guys weren't able to see me, but I was silently like scream cheering. Like, yes, it is so true. This is like the number one thing I constantly tell myself is Stop being selfish because when I'm stuck in my imposter syndrome and self doubt, I'm like, "Stop being selfish! It is rude of you not to be getting out there, posting online, selling when you have a service that can literally change lives and has literally changed lives." So get over yourself. You're not a special snowflake. This is what I tell myself. Yeah, post <laughs> sell. But those are amazing words of wisdom. Thank you again so so much. We'll have to have you back on the podcast. I. I'm so honored to have had you here and yeah, guys, everyone jump into storytelling and follow Chove on Instagram, all the things, everything will be linked in the show notes and yeah, if you guys like this episode, feel free to share it on Instagram, get on your story, share it, tag both of us, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. I know I would as an early podcaster, it means a lot and with that, I will talk to you guys in next week's episode. Bye.